Hi, welcome back to this next episode of Showing Up. I'm Yao Leng and I run Forum Policy Design. Showing Up is about uncovering what it takes to get to where you want to go and learning across the different fields of design, business, tech and the arts. We will share stories and journeys of founders and entrepreneurs. Hopefully, we can help instill learnings, spark inspiration and celebrate the human endeavour and spirit. Jessica and Pamela will be joining us today at the studio. They are the founders of one of the most interesting concepts, one of the most interesting brands found in Singapore today, Xingxiang. Pamela, Jessica, thank you for showing up today. Shall we have you introduce yourselves? Okay, hi, I'm Pamela, I'm co-founder of Xingxiang. Hi, I'm Jessica, co-founder of Xingxiang. Um, Xinxiang is an Asian contemporary furniture, homeware and lifestyle brand that we founded seven years ago. Um, we design pieces that are inspired by culture, heritage, tradition and then adding a modern touch to it um, to make it relevant for today's homes. So we designed a couple of questions, quotes that we are going to be sharing across this season. And I'm going to start the ball rolling with the first one. So you guys um, have a think and then respond. Uh, we all believe that we are a certain kind of person, but we never know until we do something that proves otherwise, or until we die. Along the way, we, we do discover things about ourselves, at least for myself, I, I would say. And I think that having that self-awareness is very important to realise your strengths and your weaknesses. And you kind of also know, I mean, also working with Pamela after a while, we also know um, each other's strengths and weaknesses. And you kind of are able to predict what the other person might do or what might trigger the other person or what might make the other person happy. And I think that, but even having that knowledge, right, sometimes you also still has to, have to be prepared that maybe the other person might behave differently. And I think that that is just the beauty of life. Lah. But even after that, I think the key word is still self-awareness, I think, and to, to realise um, why you do, do certain things and why do you not. But do you think, right, that what you think you are, sometimes when you ask, let's say, like your closest friends or family, they give a different perspective. So I don't know. I mean, like, you know, finding like what you think you are portraying to others and then what people are receiving of you. And then where does that meet to realise like what is truly yourself and you? Yeah. So has there been a, a, a situation whereby you felt that you were very passionate about something or you felt that you were very free about a certain situation but then you realise that there's a little bit more to that through an experience. You know what I mean? So we all have our own self-belief in terms of who we are until you've done something different. For example, maybe it could be someone who I don't exercise but then and then decided to take on you know some physical challenge that was beyond their imagination and we, it, by tackling that, it redefines who the self believes. Have you come across something like that? So before I thought like I was quite risk averse, like scared to do things, but then when... And then there's a wild child in you. Yep, yeah, yeah, but because when you go, like you travel and everything and then people go like, hey, let's do something crazy, you know, let's just go and try like white water rafting or let's go climb this mountain, then you're like, yeah, why not? Then you realise that actually you're appetite for risk maybe is more than you think. Responding to that, I think I think I do like structure. I do like some kind of routines. But I also know that like 
you can't expect everything to go according to your plan and I do enjoy that. I think I've read before, um, you can do the same thing every day but always make an effort to do one different thing in that week or, or whatever and I think it builds uh, a different connections in your brain and I think that for me is very important especially also as a designer because you see things very differently. I'm sure also for you guys you might have experienced that also before. I mean, I guess in, in some ways. In some ways, Go yeah. Ahead. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm the kind who likes structure because I'm an OCD. But then I, I hate doing the same thing over and over again. Mm. As in, like I don't want to do the same design yes. the next time around. So yes, I, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. So what did you do differently lately? Oh. I think it could be as simple as let's say you're just walking, taking a different route like back home. I think because when you do something different, then you see different things and I think, yeah, it just allows your mind to wander a bit. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because we only do it when we travel. So whenever we travel, there's a train station between your accom accommodation and the train station and we make it a point, it will always be a different route. And each route, you'll always see new things. Yeah, so it's a bit like that. Yeah. yeah. So are you ready for a quote? Two, promise yourself that no matter how hard it gets, you won't give up. I think that, you know, I mean, the fact that we're running businesses, we are quite hustlers and uh, pretty much like we want, we want to solve every problem and, you know, nothing is too difficult for us. But I do think that there is a line and some boundaries that you need to draw in terms of self-protection, you know, like... Um, and, and, and I think humans are made to be able to detect that. Like when it becomes uncomfortable, when you know that you're, you're compromising too much, you're sacrificing too much, you're losing things for the sake of fighting for something that is difficult, that's when you need to have a bell that goes, you need to stop. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think that, um, of course, running a business, you have to have that really strong determination and yeah, at some time, really, you just need to tell yourself that you can't give up and push on and like the mind is so powerful to bring you there. But I also think that, again, you need to be aware. Are you compromising on certain things? What are your values? Do you compromise on things that are important to you? I don't know. It could be your health, family, uh, your ethics and morals. I think, yeah, you need to be able to draw that line. And I don't think we need to be so hard on ourselves if we have to give up at any point of time. Have you come across a situation whereby you didn't give up and you were glad you didn't give up? And a situation whereby you gave up and then you say, hey, I gave up. I mean, I think to be honest, I think for everyone also, I think that the whole COVID situation, yeah, I think there were times that we wouldn't know like what's going to happen next. Is this going to continue and, and, and all that. I think every day we had to remind ourselves not to give up and I think that there's always a way there's always a way out like, and I think that I'm glad that we have done that and we've done certain things I think those were points that pushed us to do things differently I think there's the beauty in human nature again right like you know when you are faced with a challenge then you come up with a solution and and I think for us it's always been the better right mm. yeah I think that was hard though like to choose to close the two stores like Beach Road and Raffles Hotel because Beach Road because it's our first mm. retail space and then Raffles Hotel we were like very happy to like you know the brand name and everything but we came to a point that um, in order for us to continue um, in the way in the in the setup and we didn't want to let anyone go that was 
like number one yeah, for us. Like yeah. So to, in order to keep the setup, we needed to to do that lah. And it was really like it was it was kind of like bittersweet in that you know it's painful, but you know it's for the better. Yeah. And I guess that's one of those things we gave up. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're we glad we did lah. Yeah. I think it's a great space, right? Yeah, it's yeah. I mean, we're very, space. we're very happy now. I think like, you get like, loads yeah. of sunshine. Yeah. 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 You guys have to come over. Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. Yeah. Set a date. <laughs> cool. The next quote will be, "Don't be afraid of being a beginner." You go. <laughs> I think that is very, very important. I see myself for until the rest of my life that I want to keep learning and learning because I want to just take up a a, a a license to learn how to ride a bike. I know it's very dangerous and all that, but I think for me, I just wanted to put myself out of my comfort zone and learn something new and challenge myself. Uh, I haven't actually got the license yet, so mom, um, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you, you just show up with uh, fully like black and all that. Girl. Yeah, like... yeah. The thing is, that when I went to the when I went to the driving school, you see everyone is like younger than you, and they are so much maybe fitter or whatever. It really takes a lot of physical energy to control the bike, and I really felt myself being like, okay. At work, like I'm the one telling people what to do. Here, I have an instructor barking down my neck, telling me. But I know, of course, they know everything. I mean, they are the most experienced, the most skilled. So I think it was, I think for me, it was quite interesting to have the experience to put myself again at a really beginner level. And if anything, if I don't get my bike license, I think it was still something that was meaningful as an experience to keep learning and always to 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 start something new now. Are there any examples where you felt that you were a complete beginner in your business? I mean, I've not ran a business yeah. before and, um, and I came from a banking background and everything is quite, you know, um, cushy and all that. So really jumping into this with Jess was kind of like, it's completely new. You don't know where to start. You And running a business is not just um, like finance is just a very small part of it. There's so much more and like design is a very small part of it. There's so much more to it that I feel even school can't teach you all of that. It's, it's quite scary but at the same time um, I think we're quite blessed to have like friends and family to kind of just bounce like hey what do you do? Like in this situation, do you have any contacts? Like, can you link me up? So, yeah, and then we get get by through just doing that, law. How did how did you guys uh, start sourcing like production? That's usually you know. It's still a it's still a it's an ongoing yeah. Like your first pieces, like where where did you start? How did you start? Like where did you go? Like what was that like? Okay, so um. We actually found our first makers when we moved to Shanghai uh, because at that point of time, I think we couldn't find the right skill to create the kind of uh, furniture that we wanted to uh, in Singapore. There, there just wasn't any that we knew or perhaps we were a bit young then and you know sometimes like these craftsmen, they will be like, why should I take on your job? Yeah, they you, like, you know, that like, you know, kind of thing. me. <laughs> So yeah, we, we, we actually, um, we moved to Shanghai uh, at the start of the, when we, we started seeing, seeing Shanghai in Shanghai. And there were so many makers and by being, by virtue of just being a very large country in China, you can find a lot of makers. Mm. But having said that, there is a lot of 
small, medium or bigger ones, we had to look around quite a lot uh, to find like-minded people who could understand what we were trying to do and achieve what we wanted to do. Mm. And I think that was what happened uh, for us. Mm. I mean, it's an ongoing process for us. I think we continue to keep looking for like-minded makers who understand what we're trying to do. Mm. And once you find the right one, really like... I would also like to bring back again to the part about not being afraid to be a beginner. I think that having said that, you don't need to master everything. I, th I think there's too many things out there to learn and there are so many people out there who are more skilled than you. I think being a beginner, it just allows you to understand what you need mm. and to understand the processes and to respect other people's work and all that. I would still say that leave it to the masters to do it for certain things. Mm. Yeah. But it's, it's good to sort of soak yourself in that um, beginner's uh, position. I always feel like, I mean, I like to take I like to take courses, I'll go to class, I'll go to a summer school in London and people will say, hey, why are you here? Why do you want to take classes? Why not? Yeah, yeah why not? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I'm still doing it. I, was, I, I do my online courses, I do my ceramics, I try. I'm not great at it. Uh, but yeah, then there are other things that I want to do as well. Uh. So, I think that spirit is important, especially with uh, people running this businesses like ourselves, you have to keep yourself uh, refreshed, rejuvenated and inspired all the time. So I think that's one way for me, especially to be with myself, with the will. Not that I'm great, lah, but <laughs> even, even though it could be destroyed the, the next second, but hey, um, at least I put my heart into it. Mm. So I think mm. that's important. Mm. Yeah. So the next one, the body achieves what the mind believes. Yeah, to a certain extent. I mean, I, I enjoy moving a lot. Um, and I only in the last 10 years did I pick up yoga because before that I was dancing. And then I came back and realized that my old bones, and when I say old, right, I was like in my maybe late 20s. But the class at dance school was like 16 year olds. And they're just some things like that you can push but you know you will hurt yourself. From that point till now, there are a lot of things that is just the block in your mind that you cannot do. But then once you release that block, actually it's a, it's a fear, maybe you're falling or whatever. Once you release that block, actually you're like, there are a lot of moments where I go like, wow, I can do that. Huh? <laughs> okay, so we go to the next question. I mean, quote, ready for this? I'm not telling you it's going to be easy. I'm telling you, it's going to be worth it. Everything <laughs> that is worth it is actually always difficult. And not always difficult, but there's always challenges and... Um, I don't know, like... Right? Like Not straightforward. It's not straightforward. And I think that makes it even more beautiful and more treasured. More desirable. More desirable, yeah. Mm. Um, I, okay, I also believe that, you know, if there are too many obstacles, yeah. then it's maybe a sign that you're not supposed to do it you know like as in no, i do believe in right that. as I in okay so in there are some things that um like if we for example are like, very plainly we're going to look for a unit mm. and if there are too many obstacles like like landlord uh, very Quest difficult la, or like you know or... you give you 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 try and um, uh, negotiate for something and just keep like blocking the doors for you then sometimes like i feel maybe it's, it's telling you something like just don't do it yeah, and we've had a couple of instances, I think. like So now we kind of believe that 
you know, it needs to be smooth for certain things, you know, like to have the the your gut say, yes, this is right, right? Is for it to door after door is open and it's smooth and then you're like, okay, soon soon really one, you know? Yeah. I mean, having said that again, like we we, we don't have a experience running a furniture business. Mm. You know, and like a lot of the furniture businesses in Singapore, they're backed by like maybe Love. second generation yeah. or whatever. They have a lot of experience and a lot of resources. Mm. I think like when we started this brand, I think people thought we were crazy. Like these two we girls, were. you know, like <laughs> we don't even have makers here and all that. Like why do we want to like, why can't we just design or whatever? Why do we want to retail? Why do we want to produce? Mm. Why do we want to take all those challenges up? Mm. But I think like what we've built over the years, I think we can see that all that difficulty and hardship has been worth it. Lah. So, I would say that, yes, I agree with that quote a lot. lot. Yeah, that's also another quote, right? If you have a goal, there will be obstacles. And she said, eh, maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends. No, lah, okay, no, I agree there will be obstacles. It's just that, you know, how you tackle it, right? Like, if you try one way and it's supposed to be can one, then somehow, you know, you keep trying and trying and it's not, you know, um, working. Stop, stop and listen. Like, yeah, right? correct. Like, maybe just pause and like... Maybe go with your gut. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, yes, I strongly I think believe in the yes, gut thing. Yes. I guess the female <laughs> hormones will have more than the... I don't know. No, I mean, there is okay gut but also due diligence. You yeah. know, like, we always, when we look for spaces, like, feels good. But then we do due diligence because we... So we're going to look for others as well, just to confirm that, you know, you're not just being emotional about the space, yeah. So after it's the due diligence, I'm the gut. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah that's great. This, yeah, that's a great partnership. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. There's been a situation whereby I'll spend like, I don't know, a long time. What's the pros, what's the con, yeah. what's the scenario, what's the... Draw but then I'm drugs. still very <laughs> stuck. Then I'll go to her, what do you think? Ah, just do this lah. <laughs> that's it? But usually, I go with her gut. Because, you know, as she said, there's a special skill which is also called micro-decision. So you're making a micro-decision without knowing that you're making micro-decision. And then when you, when you feel, when it doesn't feel right, that's when you make a call. No, I don't think this is, yeah. Thank you so much Thank for showing you. up. Thank you for having us here. Yeah, I really enjoyed. Yeah, we should have a... Um, we have tea at Xingxia. No, no, no tea. Whiskey, Whiskey or wine or beer. And sourdough. <laughs> but we're supposed to do tea, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, we can, we Daytime can. Daytime do tea, then you'll stay till the night we have whiskey. Whiskey, yeah. anytime. Yes. <laughs> okay. Thank, well, thank you. you. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening to the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Foreign Policy Design.